0: Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. And now, your host, business expert Andrew Roberts.
1: Ah, uh, welcome to this podcast, and we have a special guest on here today, Terry Tran. I want to firstly make sure you can hear me, okay, Terry?
0: Uh, I can, Andrew.
1: Nice uh, welcome mate thank you very much for for coming on board um the profitable farmer podcast and, and sharing your story and and educating our farmers about um investing and, and creating freedom um and wealth off their farm um now Terry let's just take a step back I'd love to just share with everyone how, how you and I met I'm just I was trying to contemplate our first meeting when was it I think it was on a webinar that I ran was that would that be a fair assumption
0: the very first time we met probably was on a webinar because at that time I know you were running, uh, teaching people how to run webinars. So you are my mentor on how to utilize the webinar platform. And over time, I also uh, attended a couple of your live business, uh, the, the business um, live seminars. Yeah. So again, um, this is going back oh, probably almost Several years. Yeah, many years ago, at least over five, six, seven years ago now. Yeah. Uh, and um, it, it was actually awesome. Just uh, you were mentoring me on you know how to create a, a profitable business from um, yeah from the business point of view.
1: Yeah, it's, isn't it funny? Because I, I know we you were at one of our events and and you spoke about um, what you do and it yes. just something about it, Terry, really got my interest. And I remember many years ago, uh, I thought we've just got to get Terry in front of business owners because yeah, as a business, we work so hard, right? Mm. Um, and and we, we work so hard for our money, and uh, I think we forget that we need to turn around and get our, mo- our money working hard for us. And I just remember, Terry, you you um, sharing, because I was teaching you a system on how to run a business. Correct. And I remember you said, look, this is, this is just what I do. I just have a system yep. to help people create wealth. Um, and I'd love to we're gonna dive a little bit more into that very, very shortly, um, Terry, but let, let's just firstly talk a little bit about... Um, your background, I mean, how did you get into uh, trading shares? You know, why why shares and 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 obviously your business, Freedom Trader? Sure.
0: Uh, my background is um, I, I was a – I came from corporate. So, I mean, years ago, um, just from corporate, I, I was doing the 80, 70, 80-hour 80 weeks and over time, my health did deteriorate. So, I was with a, the, one of the big four banks. So, I was – Going up the ranks, uh, promotion after promotion. So that was fine. But then five, five and a half years in, uh, literally I blacked out on, uh, on basically going out to lunch on top of the staircase. And this was in Sydney. Um, and I rolled down two flights of stairs and ended up in the hospital. So uh, I realized that, you know, doing the 80-hour weeks wasn't sustainable long term. So I was working hard for my money, getting my promotions, but I needed something else that you know could give me the freedom because I wasn't having freedom anyway because I was not really having the family life I, I wanted. So I thought, okay, um, let's let's have a change. Let's see if I can give you this know, give this a, give this a, a go um, because I was always interested in it but didn't know where to go, but I thought I, I'll attend the seminars do uh, learn as much as I could. But the first two years actually did I didn't do well at all. I basically lost a lot quite a fair bit of money because I attended uh, the wrong seminars, people who were teaching for a living rather than sort of doing for a living. And it wasn't until I, I went out and uh, sought you know, the best fund managers around the country and learned from them you know, the Warren Buffett's of the world, the, uh, uh, a lot of the Australian fund managers that do very well and have great track records. Mm. And then really re- learning from them and realizing the mistake I made, uh, a lot of mistakes that I made. Um, and from that, I slowly retrained myself and, uh, started. And, uh, once I, I, I became quite successful on my own, I thought, okay, why not now help other people by managing their money? So I went out there, uh, and I raised capital, uh, quite quickly. And, um, I was running uh, the fund just like uh, very similar to Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's company, where I wanted to be, be fair, where I don't charge any management fees. I'll just charge based on our, you know, um, uh, based on profits, and I'll be the largest, uh, also the fund holder of that of that fund as well. So therefore, we we have our interests aligned, and uh, it just grew from there. Mm-hmm. And literally, um, it's been about fifteen years now, and uh, good track record. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, three years ago, how can I now better? Help basically the world, the people, and especially in Australia. And I thought, I why not teach what I do? Um, and uh, and I thought, well, oh, I wonder if anybody is actually interested in in safe investing, not just investing in general, but in terms of you know, yes, you try to make a makes money out of the markets, but how do you actually do it safely? Just like a fund manager, where you, you your first and foremost is protecting the capital you have, mm. and then once you protect it, how do you then grow it? So at all times, you don't take any basically minimize the risk to almost zero and then grow the wealth from that base, that foundation. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, too many people come to the markets and they lose what they have, and um, I didn't want, want that to happen.
1: Okay. I mean, Terry, I'm, I'm a, um, a client of Terry's. Uh, he was he was yes. working as a client of mine, and it switched, and I'm now learning um, Terry's Freedom Trader system. And, you know, it's interesting, Terry, because I um, get very excited. I hear about an opportunity, right? So if someone says, oh, you should be buying, for example, let's say um, Apple, mm. and I know that I was like, right, I'm going to have to get a big chunk of money that I've worked hard for and put it into, into this Apple, mm. um, and it's almost like a bit of impatience or, you know, um, yeah, risky. I know there's a, there's, a, there's a component that I've really learned from, from working with you that that's quite risky. Yes, it is. Putting too much money into, into one stock, and, and, and if, if you like speculating um, that i 'm going to for example 10x my money if I put all my money into this and it 's completely you 've completely changed my rules if you like i mean and that, that, I want to come back to that word sure um, because that word is so important but you 've completely changed how I go about trading and investing and and not just um, not just in shares i mean personally you 've opened me up to being really smart and in investing in in property as well but let 's just let 's just talk a little bit about this um. Terry, because how easy is it for not just farmers, but but people in general, but but we'll we'll, we'll focus on farmers here to get really caught up in working hard, yeah, really I mean, working hard for their money, and and not really thinking about well, you know, you can learn these skills to make to to, to get your money working for you.
0: Yeah, that's correct. Um, I, I learned that because uh, you know just seeing that from the corporate life and seeing. And then going from corporate life to also now seeing, you know, many businesses, especially far, you know, hardworking farmers that, that, you know, pull away so many hours a day, um, at least uh, yeah, 10, 12 hours a day on their farms. And yes, you are working hard for the money, but, you know, why not take the profits that you make from the, you know, from the business, from the farm, and now put that to work and allow the, that money that you've, you know, the cash flow that you've got to now accumulate and grow a portfolio that will sustain you long term as well. Yeah. So for me i see it I actually see it very similar to farming, where literally it 's like a seed mm. and you and the job is to find a great seed, put that you know obviously plant it mm-hmm. and then allow that allow time to do its thing, water it, uh prune out anything that's that's that 's bad, and then allow that that plant to slowly grow, and then at the end you harvest it
1: so yeah. it 's all about patience yeah yeah i mean it's a great metaphor and and Terry um I mean I just want to Talk a bit about what you were just saying before about working really hard for your money, and something that was taught to me many years ago is that if you, if you, people that buy stuff end up with stuff all. Now it's interesting because a farmer might do do well in a year, right, and go out and buy a new ute, for example, which is fine, yep. or or buy a really nice holiday, which is fine. Sure. Um, however, one of the the great paradigm shifts that I had many years ago, um, and you've just amplified this since learning from you, but is this concept of use your profits to in, to create wealth mm. and then buy your stuff from the returns from the wealth right so so it's such a powerful thing and and that that's one component so so building wealth outside the farm correct hey okay? and and I know that you you've worked with farmers and and um if we have some space we'll talk a little bit about that but you've got this big mission as well that you can help a farmer mitigate risk correct, correct. because yes. Because a farmer is so weather dependent, that really, that they if they learn to um, mitigate risk by by creating money mm. outside of their business, mm. then then this is a massive risk mitigation strategy. Can we can we talk a little bit more about that just for a moment? Um, Align with your mission and the importance of creating wealth outside of, of your, your business.
0: Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, see, uh, like you said, I've got I've got a, a number of farmers now um, that I that I teach. And uh, just from talking to them, I realised the uh, farmers I see, you know, th- three core risk components that I see. So what, what you said is very correct about the mitigation strategy. Because the first risk I see is is definitely the weather. So, you know, currently, of course, we you know you hear about the drought. Uh, potentially there's, from time to time, there's flooding as well. And that, you know, from one year to year, you have no idea what the weather will be. And that can wipe out a farmer's financial stability in one go. Uh, the second risk I see is also... Uh, fluctuating commodity prices. So, you know, yes, you, you you see the price now, but you have no idea, and which is why, you know, I know a lot of farms, they also, what they call, they lock in their potential prices for the future, uh, you know, in case it actually does drop. So things like that also happens, depending on the you know, demand and supply for the crops. And then the the third risk that I also see is, um, you know, the the big grocery chain squeezing the farms, uh, especially on, you know, on the food stuff. And, you know, the, the likes of woolies and coals, and, you know, for a farm to eke out the profit with all those three risks, it's, it's actually quite dangerous. Mm-hmm. And why not now, you know, mitigate mitigate that risk and slowly build up a portfolio on the side? So eventually that grows enough to a certain size that whatever happens to the farm, the farmer as uh, as well as with the farm plus their, their family is always safe no matter what happens. So I think that's now I see that as my mission that I really want to help these hardworking farms make sure that they build this portfolio. So going forward, whatever the weather, whatever the commodity prices, whatever woolies or coals throws at them, it doesn't matter. Now that portfolio can now sustain them, and in good times, both do well, great. But in bad times, on the farm side, this portfolio will always look after them. That's yeah. that's been my mission now.
1: And mate, it's such a great mission. And I could have just just for a moment, I, I want to I want um, our listeners to imagine waking up in. Let, let's give it ten years. I mean, that metaphor you use. There's mm. the patience game, right? Um, we're going to talk about compounding shortly. Sure. And the power of compounding. But just for a moment, imagine uh, being able to wake up and, and be returning more money than, than what you can return off your farm. Um, I mean, 10, 20 years, if, mm. if we go out even longer, even better, Terry. Yes. Because that's, that's, that's what I know that you, what you do, Terry. You, you help um, all of us, mm. uh, me, me included, uh, uh, substitute our income. Great. And not only that, I um, substitute our income working significantly less, which i want to talk about shortly as well, because I'm putting my money into companies where everyone else is doing the hard work, and and not just that, I'm putting my money into, into successful companies mm. and leveraging um, leveraging that. So I, it's just such a, a brilliant thing you do. Now, I want to talk about the what, your results, mm. because... Far out. I mean, you have achieved. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but but a return that's been greater than twenty percent per year on average over the last fifteen years. Is that is that a fair call? Yeah, correct. Uh, we've been doing about twenty two, about twenty two and a half percent per year. Okay, so twenty two point five percent on average. Now, I just want to put this into context a little bit, Terry, because you shared an example with um with the community, and I was I was on that training session where you showed us how you took, I think, a, was it thirty thousand dollars? Yes. And I can't remember if you added anything more, any more money to that. Maybe a little bit, wasn't it? So you, was it?
0: from thirty thousand, after about six months, I thought, wow, this is now working. Uh, yeah. Because I was, I was cautious because of the, you know, the first couple of years, which, which I didn't do well because I learned the wrong things. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, it works now. So I added another extra twenty. So it ended up being a fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars
1: account. Okay, and, so. Yeah. So let's hypothetically say um, a farmer has fifty thousand dollars, and they might not even have that available in cash, but they might be able to even, you know, borrow that as equity against their farm. A lot of a lot of farmers actually have what I call lazy equity. Sure. Um, they're not using they're not using leverage well enough. But let's, for example, take fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and let's compound that at your average twenty two and a half percent return, Terry. Terry, mm-hmm. and I think you showed us was it twelve or thirteen years later? Yeah.
0: It was actually what? fifteen years later. Um, fifteen Andrew, years and, later,
1: yeah. And, what was the what was the money in the accounts?
0: Yeah, on? that one that one account ended up being about one and a half million.
1: One and a half million dollars. Yeah,
0: and yeah. Uh, and that was at twenty two. So, uh, the account that we showed was uh, it, I actually already drew about half a million to pay you know taxes uh, and also, obviously uh, living as well. So mm-hmm. that one account literally has sustained from the growth that you know basically the seed that I planted so many fifteen years ago slowly grew and grew consistently and over time it just grew to about 1/2 half million dollars and we we did take out you know just almost about half a million dollars out of it so they can still over a million dollars
1: i mean it's extraordinary terry and this is the power of this compounding effect and and not just that this is the power of getting high returns correct now i'm probably putting you on the spot here but i'll 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 t- test your, your mathematical brain like the difference between, say, compounding at 10% versus 20%, Terry, mm-hmm. okay? let Just just approximately, what's that worth in 15 years? Yeah, massive. Um, the,
0: people think that, for example, um, like I showed on the, the that live training, you know, three scenarios where there's the 7, the 15, and 20. Gotcha. And a lot of people have in their mind, if you go 7%, and if you say you do 20 or 21%, it's triple the return at the end. But mm. over a long period of say twenty years, in actual fact it's not triple the return, your end result is about twenty, just over twenty times the return. Mm. So that's a massive difference. So the uh, say hypothetically a fifty thousand dollar account compounded at, at that twenty say the twenty percent mark, by year seventeen, uh, literally that, that fifty thousand is now worth over a million dollars. It's about one point mm. one million. And if you just give now it's logarithmic. So what, what I mean by that well, you're
1: is, making two hundred K a year all of a sudden, Yeah, right? correct. Yeah, so fifty k, you're only making what?
0: Yeah, 10K ten thousand a year, and then by the time you get you get to that year seventeen, you're now on one point one, or to say a million dollars. Yeah. That 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 next year, it's no longer ten thousand that you began with per year. It's now two hundred thousand a year.
1: Yeah.
0: So in actual fact, that um, by the year seventeen, say you get you get to a million, and it, all it takes is now an extra three more years or three and a half more years from that one million to now double itself to go to two million. So it took, yes, it took 17 years to, to grow it to a to million dollars uh, from 50 grand, but then now an extra only three more years to take it to, you know, basically $2 million and another three more years to, to double that again to $4 million. So this compounding effect is a very powerful, you know, that's why Einstein called it the eighth one of the world yeah because it just grows logarithmically. So time, time allows us to, uh, you know, to grow things, but also this is why I always say, you know, don't, don't procrastinate and don't don't um, wait. Start. No matter how small, just start, and let that seed slowly grow, and you'll have you'll you'll be surprised at the end result.
1: So, I mean, I'm going to ask the the direct question, Terry. I'm um, how do you get twenty percent returns? I mean, if you could offer three lessons from what you've you've learned from this share trading, yeah. and I know that's um, putting you on the spot, but what what would what would be some great tips that you could offer to to start? Getting returns up along there, I mean i yeah. I've got so many things that I could share from your program, but i'd love for you to share
0: yeah, I mean the first thing is is definitely have a systematic approach, so that systematic means that it has to have what they call a positive edge, so no matter every time you put your you, know, you, you put a dollar in, you know systematically that what type of average return you'll you'll be able to take out mm. so if you 've got a, a very um, systematic uh, i guess good system in place, so in other words, for example we 've got ten criteria and just utilizing those 10 fundamental criteria of being being able to methodically select the companies based on their criteria mm. you'll literally wipe out 99% of the listed stocks or investments around mm. the planet so only just imagine out of the 10 criteria using the 10 criteria only 1% actually pass the cri- all 10 criteria only 1% so then that makes our job quite easy it's like okay there's so many thousands of companies around the world but because only 1% pass our, our universe now shrinks to only the, the best of the best companies that grow year on, year out. You know, the Microsofts, the Googles, the Facebooks, they get selected. And then now only invest in those long-term. And then uh, once you've invested in them, of course, you need time. So in other words, the I think the second lesson will, will probably say patience to allow it to do its thing and not rush into it. Um, and then the third lesson that would be, I'd probably say, um, it's uh, temperament, uh, being unemotional about it. So you're you're almost robotic where you, you know when to buy, you know what to buy, take the action, buy it, allow time. And when you make a profit, you know, there's no need to be ecstatic about it. When you make a, a, a small loss, it's also no need to be depressed about it. The day goes on and you just go about your, your activities. So, you know, go about you know, um, basically looking after the the land on the farm and going about your day.
1: Simple as that. Follow the system. We teach this in business, Terry. There's, there's a system that you can follow. We call it the Top Producers Program. And yes. when, when a farmer follows it, yes. doesn't muck with it, yes, then um, they they get the returns, they get the success. Correct. And what you've done is you've created a system that when implemented and followed, um, you get the returns. <laughs> and yes. Yeah. And, and, and,
0: and another thing I want to say, Andrew, this is why farmers are so good at it because they... Uh, one one thing that they already have straight away is patience. Yeah. So farmers know, you know it's a patient when game when they, they plant something in the crops and they allow time to do its thing. So that's already a great trait. Automatically, yes. all farmers have it. Yes. And the other part is the the part where uh, following a system. So we've got a number of farmers on our on our program, and I look at their results, and I'm wondering like why is it that the the farmers are doing do so well? Is because they follow the system and they've got the patience, which you know a lot of city folks don't. Yes. So that separates.
1: And straight. and in addition to that, Terry, I would, um, and this is a generalisation, mm. but I would say that a farmer um, can work in, they're, they're so good at working in isolation, they're so good at being focused. Mm. Um, they've got the, if, if you like, that that um, the, the maths mentality, the, 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 the logical, the logical mindset to implement and follow a system, step one, step two, step three. Now they're more likely, for example, to read a set of instructions than and, and again it's a generalization than than um say someone who's this loves people and out there very much people person, they'll ignore right. the instructions, whereas a farmer will often follow the instructions. And I just think um with that with that mindset, they, they have a much higher chance of succeeding with this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't agree more.
1: Yeah, it's very, very cool. And and so um I just wanted to. You mentioned a couple of stocks before, Microsoft, you know, Apple, etc. Yep. and I couldn't help but notice, you know, that they are they're, they're US stocks. Yes, and this has been a big eye opener for me, Terry, um, coming into your program and you know having no idea how to how do I buy a share in on the US stock market. I can't believe how simple it is, by the mm. way, to do this. But let's just talk a little bit more about the US. Um, stocks versus Australia, sure. And why you? I mean, I know you're still you still look at Australia, but why do you go more to the US?
0: Uh, I migrated to the US on in the stock point of view uh, over well over a decade ago, and the reason being is if you look around in Australia, first of all, we are very tiny in terms of uh, the economy, about less than two percent of the global economy, mm-hmm. and in terms of the actual number of companies, you can easily count you know, on one hand the great Australian companies that have been able to you know, operate in Australia well, but also go overseas and grow. And most companies that need to grow do need to go global. And a lot of our companies, like Telstra, ANZ, they've gone overseas and they've lost a bunch of money, they've come back. So there's only a very little amount of Australian companies that actually make it, for example, Cochlear or CSL. So they make it globally, but that's only two examples, for example. Most of them actually fail and, and come back the us however it just opens you to a, a massive amount of opportunities so all the global companies i mean even just think about it you know day to day what services and what products and services that we use right now that you think is, is only australia it's there's hardly any, there's not many like every day we turn on a computer and we do a search it's on google we you like on our pc we probably use microsoft uh, as the operating system um we probably or apple uh, oh yeah and at the apple iphone for example um and then you go on to say you go to uh, the supermarkets and you buy say you know, baby shampoo baby powder whatever it's johnson and johnson so these just global companies that are all listed in america so that's one main reason where mm. the great companies are there the other reason i'll probably say is um uh in terms of uh, available data the amount of it's the transparency of the u.s market is is very transparent so you can easily see you know, all the free data that's available, whereas in Australia you actually physically got to pay for it. So it's even cheaper just on operating in the US markets. And even brokerage, for example, it's like literally on a small account, it's a dollar to buy to buy, to start buying your shares. Versus say if you were to use some some of the major brokers in Australia, it to go overseas, it costs you thirty to seventy dollars per trade. Whereas in US you can pay at one dollar. Yeah. So you're literally paying a fraction of it. This is why I don't even care about my brokerage how much I pay anymore, because it's like a dollar or two versus what I used to pay, you know, in the hundreds and thousands every single year.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just opened my eyes up. And, and that advice that you gave me, Terry, is um, start owning the companies you're consuming.
0: Correct. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's, it blew me away. And, and here, I, I think that particular day, I was on Google. Mm. Um, I was using Facebook on Google with right. Microsoft open on the side, um, <laughs> thinking also about buying something off Amazon, a book. And, you know, all of a sudden I'm like, man, these companies are mega companies compared to what we're doing in Australia. Um, I mean, I wish I wish that we we um, had more ability to to grow companies like they can in the States, but it just opened my eyes up to, of course, I want to be part of the, these companies. And, and not only that, Terry, that they've got, you know, if you look at even a company like Facebook, like they've got cash where they can go, they go and acquire the next, you know, the next big companies, right? Yeah, correct. It's it got correct. big growth plans. It's pretty, yeah, correct. I mean, you, yeah.
0: you just look at Apple, for example. Apple itself, as it currently stands, has got about two hundred and fifty billion dollars in cash. So you can imagine, besides the the great business it's already running, it's sitting in the bank two hundred and fifty billion dollars in cash. So that cash, if they wanted, they could literally come into our country and acquire easily two of our major banks and not yeah. have and, and have spare change. So you can imagine the size of just the cash position, not including the business itself, which is you know, basically a trillion dollar company now. So even from the, the risk mitigation point of view, that these major companies, you can't see it really having a major problem, like, in other words, going bust because of their size, their dominance in the industry. So just from the, the safety aspect of investing in these global giants, uh, it's actually safer investing in those compared to inv- investing in, say, the, the smaller Australian companies in, in our country.
1: Yeah. So there's one more thing I want to talk about um, which really annoyed me when i first learned it from you being being really honest because and the reason it annoyed me is i am a bit of a risk taker right um i think that some of those i think we all are to some degree in running a business right there's a bit of a risk in 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 buying a farm or there's a bit of a risk in starting a company yeah because it could go wrong and you put so much effort into one thing and and of course you know when i first started your program i'm like right I did the I followed your system and I saw, wow, for example, Apple is an incredible company to buy right now. Or you you know, you also teach follow a company, wait for some negative news to hit and then, you know, buy some yeah. stock. Correct. Here I am with with some money and wanting to buy put it the whole lot into, for yeah. example, these maybe Apple and a little bit into into Facebook, I think at the time. And yeah. And here you are teaching me about this thing called position size. Mm. And it annoyed me because you know, when I said to you, how much, you know, what percentage of my money should I be putting into these stocks? And you taught me you no, know, you need to be putting just small percentages in, for example, 25 or 5% of your, your entire portfolio, Terry. And Correct. It, was, it was really annoying, but I'm so grateful for it now. Mm. And I just want to, can you talk a little bit more about position size, what that means and why that's so important in investing
0: yeah, I mean, position size is one of the just one of the five mitigation risk mitigation strategies. So what position size is, even no matter how good or how excited you are about the company, uh, you only, for, for, for example, ourselves, we only uh, literally per position size, we only put 1% one to 1.5%. One right. So people go, wow, how do you actually make money from 1.5% or 1% of your account into that one stock? But we do that because... Firstly, the stock has to. So, have, so Terry,
1: have, just just to interrupt that, that, just put that into context. If you have a hundred thousand dollars, yes, you're literally buying no, you know, a thousand dollars. Yeah, a thousand dollars goes into yeah. Yeah, in yeah. one stock. Yeah, So, literally, you own ninety odd stocks. Yeah, just to put that into context. If you've got a hundred grand, you owning yeah, yeah, correct. Um,
0: and and uh, and people go, oh, that means you're going to have a uh, potentially a lot of stocks. And you know, if you only put, but that's not true because when you buy you buy by the 1% in that stock sometimes it you know you, uh, you, you might get lucky and it just spikes straight away you make your money and away we go but sometimes it you know it has further drops and this is why we position size in case you never know even a great company can still have bad times so if it drops further we actually want to buy more so we don't mind stocks dropping so you know it's, it's like um, I call it like going shopping and you see groceries on sale so it's like great things. We know we need it. We know we want it. Now it's gone back, it's gone down a little bit more. We'll buy more of it. So you're slowly, you know, building up that portfolio of that that one stock. So we take multiple uh, multiple positions in that one stock, for example. And you know, once we get to about three or five percent, then we stop on that one stock, and now we're happy. And then now we move on to another company that we want to acquire.
1: I mean, what you just said to me as well. Um, I mean, obviously selecting position size, but also learning to value a company. Correct. And let's just put this into context with farming for a moment. Mm. I want you, uh, listen to this, I want you for, for, for a moment to imagine that you know the value of farming land and sure. you know the, the dollar amount per acre. Mm. And all of a sudden, you your neighbour rings you and instead of paying, for example, $2,000 an acre, Um, they say, listen, we really want to sell. We're desperate. Um, We're going to sell it to you at $1,000 an acre. But you know it's worth $2,000 an acre, right? Mm. And you all of a sudden see this opportunity and you're like, wow, um, I need to buy in because, Terry, this is what you do. Um, Mm. You've taught me how how do I value a company Mm. and then have the patience to wait for news or the, the media. Yep. to create um, a, a push down on that, that, that product or that business where I go, hang on, mm. this business is valuable. This is a no-brainer. Um, this business is doing very well based on your criteria. I, I, this is a top 1% business. It's undervalued right now. And that, that, that's a game changer, Terry, correct? When you understand that you're just having patience to buy undervalued companies that have potential big upside.
0: Yeah, correct. So it's a, uh, the example you use is, is, is perfect. So you, you know the, the value of a land, uh, $2,000 an acre. And yeah. you know if someone offers you at 3000 would you go and buy it? Of course you wouldn't. Because no. now you're buying over value. Yes, you might have cash in the bank, but why would you even think about buying it? And you know, normally, rationally, we wouldn't. But a lot of people do that in the stock market. They get excited about a company's prospect and they overpay for it. Whereas our job really in the end is to, to wait for that, that neighbor to finally want to sell the land for 1000 we Then we go, okay, if it's worth 2000 and they're selling it for $1,000, we will take it. It's no different to, a, to, a, to buying stocks in, um, that's listed or a company. So we know what something is worth, and then we patiently wait for that value to drop, which it will. It's eventual. Um, and when there's usually some negative news or bad news, uh, and it's only temporary, we know it's only temporary, but it's still a great business, that's when we go in and we buy it undervalued. And by doing that, uh, not only will you make more money, but in actual fact, you're actually taking much less risk because you're buying something undervalued.
1: Yeah. It's just gold. So, so I mean, just to summarise what, what we've spoken about so far, Terry, is um, uh, investing is a risk mitigation strategy. Um, respect the, the power of compounding. Uh, over a, a 15, 20-year period and respect the difference between a 10% return and, and a 20% return. It's significant. The, yeah, the, massive. It's significant. Um, respect the US market and understand that there's big big companies over there to buy in. Um, respect position size. Mm. Respect the valuation of uh, knowing how to value a company and buying it when it's undervalued. Mm. Um, now, is there one last tip or thing that you could share with our farmers, um, Terry. One last tip I probably say is uh,
0: definitely start that investment strategy, no matter how small. The reason being is uh, get started. Without doing it, you're always you're always subject to what we spoke about. You know, uh, weather dependent, commodity price dependent, grocery store dependent, and we want to get rid of those risks. So, so therefore, you know, it might take time, but at least start that process. And no matter how small it is, it doesn't matter because that seed will grow to become the oak tree that, uh, that one day you're going to sit under.
1: Yeah, that's great, mate. So if we have someone listening to this that would love to learn more about your Freedom Trader and what you do, how can they learn more about you, Terry? Uh,
0: we'll be, uh, we usually, um, uh, with you, Andrew, we hold the, you know, like a joint um, on- live online webinars or classes. Yes, come along to our, awesome. our
1: webinar. I'll put the yeah. details below this, absolutely, mm-hmm. in the notes
0: yeah is so, there,
1: is that is that the best way for people to come and come and learn more
0: uh, yeah uh, they can either contact me at uh, through the email but yeah. the, to, I think to learn more it's definitely attend those the, the webinar because you know it's 90 minutes of just pure gold of of great education um, mm-hmm. and uh, you can literally just you know, allows you to do now put into action what we spoke about today literally so that 90 minutes uh, is definitely worth the time and just register it's it's uh www.thefreedomtrader.com. Uh, forward slash farm wealth and yeah farm wealth and if you just register and i really look forward to being able to finally you know help the farmers on a big yeah you know, on a big level as well
1: ah, i really appreciate your time today you you are gifted at what you do you're passionate about what you do um, um put it into context as a closing thought. I mean, terry terry is able to get a higher return than, than the likes of Warren buffett and, the, and, and i remember when i asked you how and you just said because you're moving such smaller money but you 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 implement what what these top people do terry i mean you study them hmm. you study 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 you 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 study more than anyone i i know in this space i feel like i'm um, sitting next to warren buffett that's oh, thank you that's what it feels like for me having access uh, to your your teachings mate so i think what you're doing is amazing and I, I appreciate your time today thank thank you so much terry no thanks andrew for having me thank you take care here's it